You are listening to the You Are a Lawyer podcast. I am the podcast host, Kyla Dananyo, a 2015 law school graduate. This podcast was created to share the experiences and successes of law school graduates who created their own paths to career success. In episode 22, I am speaking with a virtual internship founder and lawyer. This guest created a platform that provides virtual assignment-based internships with small and mid-sized law firms. Based in New York City, New York, today's guest is Reza Yase. Welcome to the podcast, Reza. Thanks for having me. Would you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Sure. My name is Reza Yassi. I'm the founder of Attorney, where we connect law firms and law students through assignment-based virtual internships. Okay. So you live in New York right now. Did you, have you been in New York since you came over to the States? Yeah, I've been, I've been moving around to all the five boroughs uh, okay. <laughs> since I've been here. Started out in Queens, then went to Long Island, uh, then in Manhattan for a little bit, then back to Long Island. And now I'm actually in Jersey City, but I'm actually moving back into Manhattan. So okay, been around. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you study in undergrad? Political science. I studied political science in undergrad, and uh, I really liked it. I was really big into politics back then, and it was like super interesting, and uh, I loved poli sci. Okay. So did you always have your mind set on going to law school? Is that why you chose poli sci? No, not really. I think towards the end of my undergrad career, I started thinking about it. I think one of the biggest things when you get into law school, or before you even get into law school, is knowing what the hell it's about. Like you have such an advantage when you know what you're getting yourself into. And I had buddies who are like big law now who knew what law school was, knew the game of law school. And it was a complete game changer for them because they kind of hit the road running. They knew all the nuances. They knew all about the scholarships that are available, the hands they need to shake, the people they need to talk to, the grades they need to get, the the journals they need to join and the ones they need to avoid. And it's just, it's just such a huge, huge advantage to know what you're, you know, what you're getting yourself into or, or know someone who's gone through the process. It is. It truly, truly is. But I actually went into undergrad wanting to be an engineer. Oh, okay. And I took one physics class at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. And I said, never again. <laughs> <laughs> and why exactly did you create attorney? So attorney kind of started twofold. It was seeing a market inefficiency and seeing a need for a product that didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And it was also inspired by just a random day during my summer 2L where I was working, but I didn't have much to do. I was working in the clinic. I was doing tax law at the time and I was working at the school clinic and tax law at the school clinic in the summer, it, it, there's not that much work. <laughs> So I find myself uh, having a lot of time on my hands and uh, a friend of mine who was actually practicing, she had just recently started practicing, contacted me and she asked me to do a small research project and that she would pay me like 200 bucks. And it kind of just clicked like, hey, this should be a thing that, you know, small, mid-sized firms can access. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. My parents were entrepreneurs and the year previous, I had entered the Hofstra pitch deck competition, where basically you're trying to pitch a competition, earn some funding to start up your company. And the year before I had entered with an idea that was a cool idea, but it had nothing to do with the law and I had no expertise in it. So the next year, in my 3L year, I was like, hey, I remember, you know, my 2L summer. So uh, my third year in law school, I entered the competition at Hofstra and I kind of started pitching this competition and I 
started, you know, I created a website for it. I got my classmates to join the website and become independent contractors for the company. I plastered their faces on my website and put (laughs) their information on there. And the school was supportive and, you know, people started actually using it. Smaller, mid-sized law firms who had a need for virtual interns kind of fell in love with it and they started using it. And that's just kind of how it came about. It was it was not like a one-day thing. It was just kind of a gradual process of building something into fruition. Okay. When you said you went to a pitching competition, you mean as in like pitching an idea, like creating a pitch deck and, hey, this is something that I want to create? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Hofstra has the Venture Capital Challenge. Uh, hmm. It really allows students from across the university, not just the law school, to kind of come up with an idea and then they provide mentors who kind of help you develop your idea. And then you finally, you pitch your idea to a panel of like 10 people and funding to start their company. Wow. That is incredible because pitching is so difficult for so many people. So I love that you could start doing that either in undergrad or law school or wherever you were at Hofstra. Yeah, it's a challenge. I mean, Hofstra was super supportive and the mentors were awesome. They like really helped you out, but it's definitely an experience. It's nerve wracking to get up there and just talk in front of people about an idea that they can say is really dumb and and not good and it happens all the time. (laughs) It's hard to put yourself out there and say, hey, I created this podcast. You want to hear it? Because somebody (laughs) will be like, yeah, absolutely. And someone's like, no. So yeah, it's hard. Well, I love that. It's awesome. It's it's cool. We have such an initiative that you're helping people who, you know, often can be defined as lost, even though they might know what they want to do more than most people. Absolutely. But, you know, at the same time, it's just, I've learned more starting a little company than I have ever in the 28 years that I've lived Mm -hmm. um, doing just one thing, you know, like even through law school, I learned a bunch, right. But I learned more just creating this company from how to market myself, how to market my company, to talking to people, to selling, to to social media, to uh, email marketing, like coding, like, you know, there's so much to learn and take in. So like, even if you fail, the best thing you can do, I think, is just start a little something and just learn from it. Absolutely. And so you said your friend was the one that hired you for that research project. What type of law were they practicing? Well, she's actually still a client. Okay, um, excellent. Yeah, and they do uh, labor and employment law. Okay, yeah. cool. And you created this because you were looking for an internship and you were like, wow, if I'm out here looking, I'm sure other students are. Yeah, so when I was in law school, I did pretty well. I mm-hmm. had a high GPA. I was in the top third of the class. My mom would say to you, I was the perfect candidate, right? <laughs> but employers didn't look at it the same way, at least not the ones I wanted to work with. And, you know, I thought, hey, if I'm in the top third of the class in a relatively good law school, I can only imagine what people who are not in the top third are going through or people who are not at such a prestigious law school are going through. And, you know, what I found talking to people was that, you know, it's hard to find an internship that you actually care about. So instead of trying to find, you know, a whole semester long internship, why not find these assignment based virtual internships where you get a snippet or a little bite of like what the what that practice area entails. So, you know, why not help students who are not getting those great internships develop their resume so maybe they can one day get those awesome internships by showing that, hey, I've done X part of a sport internship while or, you know, mm-hmm. I've done this little part of it. So I know a little bit, now I can put that on my resume and hopefully I can get that, you know, 
NBA internship now, my 2L or 3L year, because it's really hard to get those internships when you don't have any experience. And it's kind of a vicious cycle of, I don't have enough experience, so I can't get the internship and I can't get the internship, so I can't get enough experience. (laughs) So the whole point was create something that one is beneficial to the employers, right? They kind of get the work off their desk that they don't need to be doing. And at the same time, providing opportunities to students to work on meaningful tasks, meaningful assignments that is going to help them develop their resume and maybe hopefully one day help them land that awesome job that they really want. Yeah. Or at least find out if that awesome job that they think they want is what they really want. Exactly. Exactly. That's another thing that, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, I want to be a tax lawyer. Like, it sounds really cool. And but then you start doing it and like, like I did, like I started doing tax law for a while and I was like, oh, I hate this. Thank God. Like I got the <laughs> I wanted, but I was like, this is miserable. I don't want, never want to do this again. So really just, you know, finding what you feel you're passionate about. And even if we give, give you a little bite of that and seeing, you know, Hey, I don't like the taste of this. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. When I was in law school, my roommate, she wanted to be in big law so bad. She's like, I just want to be in big law. I just have to be there. I just want to do it. And I was always like, oh, gross. I want to be the exact opposite. And now I'm in big law and I'm like, no one ever told me about diaries. Why didn't you guys tell me? And I would have run from this, like, but no one told me. So. Yeah. And I've got, you know, it works both ways. I've got buddies who love big law, love the challenge, love the hours. And I've got other ones who who did it and they hate it. And they're like, I I, I, I need need to go in-house. I need to go do something else, anything but this. So. You know, it's, it's always it's always beneficial to to get the taste of the apple before you kind of commit. Yeah, absolutely. So, what's the average length of assignments? So the average length it varies, right? Because they're assignment based. Um, okay. But we try to get at least the commitment of like ten hours, just so okay. just, that's really what it kind of takes for a student to really take in all the material, really understand it, and then start doing an assignment. But what happens usually is you start working with someone and you give them a, a short, you know, five to ten hour task. And once you get to know them, once you start working with them and you, you realize I've struck gold with this talented student, I want to work with them more. Then we kind of loosen up on, on our standard of it has to be per assignment. And it's just like, all right, well, I need 20 hours a month or okay. something like that, right? So we're flexible with the way we do our, our program. Yeah, that's excellent. So what was that demand on your time like when you had started attorney and you were still in law school? Yeah, so you went to law school and you, mm-hmm. you know, third year is kind of the coast year, right? Yeah. I get to relax a little bit. So, you know, it started 3L year and uh, as long as I was getting my work done, I was mainly focused on attorney, creating the website, cold calling attorneys, telling them about it, uh, marketing it through the school or whatever. So it was definitely a demand. It's definitely still a demand on my time, but I put my money where my mouth is as far as outsourcing work. So now I have a guy for everything. I've got, you know, the people who run my website. I've got the people who do marketing and social media for me. And so for me, really, it's just closing calls at this point. You know, whenever I need to take a call to try to sell the product, I do. But outside of that, it kind of just runs itself. But, you know, you got to get to that point. And and initially, you need a huge time investment. Okay. So it sounds like you've always been kind of entrepreneurial, wanting to do your own thing. Did you grow up like that? Or where did that come from? Yeah, so I'm a first-generation American. My parents were immigrants. And when we came here, you know, like like any immigrant story, you usually start up at the bottom, right? And you're mm-hmm. you sort of not financially doing great. And so for a really long time, my family struggled working for other people. My parents had a niche from Iran where I was born and they're from, you know, fixing Persian rugs. 
for a really long time, they were working for other people. But once they took their skills into their own hands and started creating a company for themselves, we saw a huge shift in our livelihood. You know, we became way better off and we really enjoyed the fruits of their labor. And that really implanted something in me, a, a passion for entrepreneurship, because I saw the freedom they had, the passion mm-hmm. they had for what they were doing. So, you know, being an entrepreneur has all these great benefits. Obviously, it's a lot of work and it's time consuming. It'll mess with your psyche once in a while. But yeah, that's what really instilled the passion for entrepreneurship. Okay. And I saw on the website that there is a, an aspect of attorney that is for entrepreneurial attorneys. Would you give a little bit more information about that? Yeah. So attorney helps law firms, especially solo law firms or smaller law firms that don't have these built out internship programs. At a big law firm, you've already got your internship program. The summer is planned. They've got training sessions. They're Mm -hmm. going out to lunch. You got all these things that are going to entice people to come work at your law firm. We're not really trying to help the big law firms just yet, right? Okay. Right? So we're trying to help the solo small law firm, the entrepreneur who needs help once in a while, right? And that's really who we're targeting, the smaller mid-sized gotcha. law firms who don't have those built out programs. We kind of just replace that and we become that program for them. We become okay. their internship program. Okay. I got you. That makes a lot more sense. And have you seen an increase in demand since the pandemic started? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So the, you know, the pandemic is awful, tragic, and it sucks in, in every way. Yeah. Um, but it did help my company because it normalized virtual legal internships. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, a lot of people were skeptical about whether a virtual internship could work. They were worried about privacy issues, about non-disclosure issues, or about, you know, billing issues. And once the big firms started taking everything offline and started conducting their programs virtually, everyone was like, oh, okay, I guess it's not a big problem. So so I think the normalization of virtual internships has really helped us by, you know, normalizing what we do, basically telling people, hey, yeah, it it does work. It's safe. It's secure. It's affordable. And it's better for a lot of law firms who don't want to deal with the overhead, don't want to deal with the, just the physical space. And being able to work with a talent pool that is so much more diverse and bigger than what you are normally accustomed to, right? Because if you're a solo practitioner in, let's say, you know, Manhattan, there's like 100,000 law firms, but let's Mm -hmm. say you're a solo practitioner in in, uh, Long Island or, you know, like uh, Jersey City or something, right? You have access to like the few law schools around you, but you don't really have access to a nationwide pool of talent. Right. We kind of flipped that and provided you a nationwide pool of talent that you can utilize at a click of a button. Mm-hmm. So speaking of assignments, is there any part of attorney that is standardized? Like, do you give candidates a couple of basic tips before they start off or it's all up to whoever is actually needing the work? Well, we've got two approaches. We have a virtual approach and a curated approach. Okay. So our virtual approach, which is a lot more standard of what you see on like Upwork and Fiverr and UpCounsel and all these other marketplaces mm-hmm. where an attorney can just kind of create a law firm account. They can post an assignment and students can directly apply to the assignment and the attorney can vet the candidates themselves. They can set up pre-engagement interviews with the students. They can chat with the students. And once they've gotten a chance to interview them, chat with them, whatever, however they want to do their vetting, we allow them to do that. 
once they find the right candidate, they can kind of hire the candidate through our platform, make all payments through our platform. And if anything ever goes wrong, we step in. So the current approach, basically you come to us and you tell us what you need, right? You have an assignment, you want an intern, you give us the parameters. We get back to our talent pool and we basically tell them about the assignment. And then we basically find three candidates who are interested. And we personally vet those candidates. We yeah. go through their credentials, which is their rate example, resume, and transcript. Mm-hmm. We also do a short interview. And then we nominate three candidates to the attorney and we let them choose whichever one they want to work with. Okay. Right? Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So I was looking at the vetting process and you mentioned it as well. You look at resume, transcript and writing sample. That's typically what you would turn in for any kind of job or an internship, at least your first couple of years. What is it that makes attorneys special? Are you not judging them quite as harshly? Are you looking for those little nuances that your attorneys might want out of a student? Yeah, so we've got some internal standards that we also look for. You know, it's a secret sauce, (laughs) but we've got some internal things that we look for. But the end goal is always to try to try to be inclusive, right? We want to give people an opportunity, right? So that's the end goal. Try to find a reason to say yes, not not to find red flags. Our, Our goal from digging into your credentials and the things that we ask you for is not for the red flags. It's rather for a reason to say yes. So we're looking Mm -hmm. at, you know, just standard things that you do throughout your law school career, like, you know, other things like moot court and mock trial. We look at the GPA, we look at your writing sample, we look at certain classes that are critical to being a great lawyer. And we take a holistic approach in really trying to let everyone in. Okay. Um, Now, that being said, we can't let everyone in it's best that you are selective and find talent where it lays, but we're always looking for a reason to say yes. Okay. Sounds good. Did you have any last words for the audience? You know, if you have an idea, run with it, you know, just give it your all and see where it goes. You know, it's, it's great to have ideas, but if you have no follow through and you don't work it through, nothing is ever going to happen and no one's going to help you unless you help yourself. So if you have an idea, go with it. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Reza. Thank you for having me. Uh-huh. Bye. Thank you for listening to You Are a Lawyer. While you are here, subscribe to the show, leave a rating, and tell a friend about this episode. New episodes are released every other Thursday. Thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Bye.